Welcome back to BK Podcast. Uh, guys, on today's special episode, we have a special guest. But before we introduce our special guest, uh, two things, two, two announcements. Uh, first one, guys, if you want to be featured on BK Podcast, all you have to do is send us two to three questions to our email. And you may ask, what is our email? And then I go, Kyle, what is our email? BKPodcast1 at gmail.com. Exactly. So all you got to do is send a couple questions over to bkpodcast1 at gmail.com and you can be on this podcast. That's how our guest got on today's episode. He just emailed us a couple questions and look at him. He's sitting <laughs> in our guest chair. Um, second thing, Patreon. Thank you to everyone that is subscribed to our Patreon. Um, it's $3 a month and you get two exclusive episodes. Um, so yeah, uh, go check out our Patreon. Uh, that is also in the link. But guys, who do we have on our podcast today? The one and only Trevor Granley's what Trevor Granley's right. That boy with the headset on. <laughs> this is the microphone, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> this is <the> <laughs> oh, we talked about okay, so before we we have mentioned you on the podcast before, Trevor. Um some of our fans might rec- might remember. Oh we uh, Kyle now, if you guys tell the story because you worked out on his property once. Oh yeah, so do you remember what I forgot what grade it was. It was in high school, right? When we w- worked on your property. Yeah, we were pulling uh, weeds out of the vineyard for my dad because they couldn't get them sprayed early enough in the year. Yeah, so we go out there and like we were cutting weeds all day, and I, honestly, okay, Kyle probably remembers more of it. I just remember somebody got ran over, and then uh, like someone I got, remember who got <laughs> ran okay, over. Yeah, you got to tell this part. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> okay, it was you. Because <laughs> okay, I don't know why you even needed us out there instead of like actual qualified workers <laughs> cheap labor yeah that's true we were much cheaper than the laborers you had out there yeah um i just remember trevor saying nobody apologize about hitting anybody by accident unless you hit them in the balls or the head <laughs> and both of those things happened sounds about right i threw a shovel over the trailer that was had the weeds in it and it hit somebody and Trevor, somebody stepped on a shovel and hit Trevor in the balls. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, was it was like a cartoon. Was it me or the our other buddy that I don't know if we need to mention? I, I think he definitely did one of those yeah, things. Yeah, because I remember somebody did get hit in the privates. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, boy. That's- I think you would. No, you definitely got hit in the balls because you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Only time My wanker got hit. <laughs> yeah, the unit was a little hurting. <laughs> Okay, so a little background info. Uh, Trevor went to middle school with all of us. Uh, Now, okay, I feel like we mentioned you on that story before. We talked about that story, you guys working out on this property. Um, And then we've also mentioned when, Kyle, you went kayaking on the kayaking episode, how you you went by his property or something like that. So we've mentioned you before, so some of our fans might know you. but I feel like we need to like describe Trevor. Like I feel like this is like, yeah, so. this is like the modern day Western man. Like we have a guy who uses a payphone and writes letters to his old lady. A party back. line. A, a party line. If you know what that is, it's <laughs> I, like I, before payphones, probably. I don't know. Uh, so yeah. So this is uh, we're in a different world. Trevor, you're in a different world today. Mm-hmm. T- Trevor, tell our listeners. You know. What is it that you do? 
basically, uh, if you got beef on your table or in your fridge, it's from people like me and my boss, and or my boss and I, I should say, be proper English. Um, atta boy, atta boy. <laughs> might be the only thing proper I say on here. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do you call it? Oh, I work for a cattle operation. We basically keep cattle alive, so that's anything from putting mineral supplements out for them, like just like people need supplements in their life, cattle need them. And make sure they got water in front of them and keep them alive. They get sick, you take care of them and make sure they don't die. Be a nice person to them. And, uh, I don't know, raise good quality beef for the United States. You said you protect cattle. What do you do about cattle serial killers? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> he hog ties them and <laughs> runs them from his horse into pose. Well, I mean, the guy. They got the state and the federal government have people that hunt down the people that steal cattle because that still does happen. Is it really? Really? Mm-hmm. I've only seen that in like TV shows where people steal cattle, and that's actually still happening. Oh yeah, like, but don't but don't you brand cattle? So if you brand cattle and your cows get stolen, don't they have the person's brand on them? Only certain states have brands. So like most like California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington. Or Oregon, I believe, is a brand-free state or something like that. But Washington State, like Idaho, Montana, Utah, a bunch of the West, most of the Western U.S. is all branded cattle. But then once you go to the east side of the country, like, uh, I don't know. What the Illinois. East? Yeah, Illinois, like the Carolinas, they starting to get more cattle over there. Um, their cattle industry is growing quite a bit. But, for example, like there was a guy a few years back in Nevada that had he ran, I mean, you run a lot of cattle on the desert, believe it or not. I mean, it takes about 150 acres for one cow, but it's better than it lighting on fire. What and do you the, mean 150 acres for one cow? So the Bureau of Land Management owns a bunch of ground in the state of Nevada. A bunch of state of Nevada is like federal and state ground. And so ranchers will lease that ground from the state and keep the fuel load down, like your grass and your shrubs and all that. They'll keep it down so it doesn't light on fire. So if a fire does go through, it won't burn as bad as it potentially could. So, like, if you have a piece of ground that, um, say, produces, I don't know, uh, 900 pounds of forage, which is, like, biomatter that cattle eat, 900 pounds to the acre, that's going to burn way hotter and way faster and get out of control way quicker than something that's managed that, say, produces... Oh, 450 pounds because in rangelands you kind of go with a leave 50 percent of the fuel take 50 percent and so <laughs> I, yeah. I have no idea what was just said and i think that goes to show where our brains are at yeah. it, i think you're a little I more knowledgeable you, in, it'd be like the, it'd be like taking your like fertilizing your yard and watering it for like 10 years and never mowing it and it's gonna be taller than hell and then you just cut the water off one day and drop a match to it and it takes off and it lights on fire and it burns up your whole yard versus like keeping it mowed basically to a reasonable height. Have you ever hunted down any cattle wrestlers? Uh, no, no, I haven't been any places. It's not super common these days. Like the guy in Nevada, he had a bunch of cattle and he had like 10% of his whole herd go missing and they never found any dead cattle, nothing. They just, that's UFOs, dude. Yeah, area. Nevada. Have you ever had a shoot at anybody for? Uh, I don't know. For no, we're doing not. A- we're not those dipshits on Yellowstone. Okay, I didn't know if you're one of those guys <laughs> from Yellowstone. No. Like, I was like, I don't know if you if you're popping off rounds no, at people. That's, that's a that show. Oh man, that that show's a real dandy. Why Why don't you like Yellowstone? 
because it portrays the modern cowboy rancher western way of life in a very inaccurate way and a lot of people don't realize that they just think oh it's on tv we're gonna believe it it's like people believing whatever cnn or fox news says and not thinking about it more in depth and it's like people that say chocolate milk comes from brown cows or like people ask why do we <laughs> yeah. need why do we need ranchers we just go get our food at the grocery store or why do we need farmers it's like well you know like kind of, there's people that i've heard i've met people and i've heard from other people about these stories and so there are people out there that think like that so it wouldn't surprise me you know that they see oh yellowstone and they see all oh yeah we're gonna go shoot at these guys that you know or on the Indian reservation, totally illegal, by the way. <laughs> Trevor's <laughs> friends were like, "Hey, we're gonna go." <laughs> I've tried it; <laughs> it didn't end well. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you're not that type of cowboy. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; I still kind of thought that's how like the the cowboys <laughs> were. I mean, I haven't I haven't watched the show or anything because yeah, I totally don't believe those type of cowboys exist um, <laughs> or want to be one of those. Anyways, but yeah, I I. So, okay, where do you live or where do you work from? Because you are from a totally different part of the United States than any of us or any of our listeners, truthfully. Uh, so I currently work out in like the foothills of the lower Sierra Nevadas and we run cattle up. The, my boss runs cattle there uh, from roughly November through 1st of June. And then they'll get sent up to the high in the Rockies at about 8,000 feet in Colorado and I'll live there from May to October taking care of that ranch and that's um, same thing as here Ir or well we don't irrigate here it's all rain but up there we irrigate um, off of like creeks and ditches and stuff like that and then you go back to Montana to visit the old lady when oh I don't know the old lady she's supposed to come down in about two weeks or so when I get out to Colorado because so do you still technically live in like Montana is that where no. you call home no I mean I call it home just for like the registration on my truck for legal truck. purposes yeah, <laughs> truck trailer because eventually one day I'll end up somewhere outside of the Soviet Union of California um, <laughs> I mean you think outside of, our communism yeah. liberals around this state yeah no kidding I mean like yeah uh man but yeah so um do you like what do you put as your address in montana uh the place i lived at when i was in college up there um, <laughs> so wait you're still getting like mail to like your <laughs> college dorm room no 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 the house i lived in for three years after i got out of the dorms okay. um my old roommate she works for a place that has like the mail company comes to their office and picks up a bunch of stuff for legal documents and whatnot. So, but you're always on the move. So how do they know where to send your things? They're like, they just text you, but you don't have service half the time. Yeah. You said you had to use a pay phone to even get a hold of people back in town. If you, you went to Montana, if you went missing, they'd be like Trevor Granley's. He could be in any of these five <laughs> states if you've seen him. Yeah. Well, we haven't heard from him in three months. He's he was born in California, lived in Montana. <laughs> Went back to California, went to Colorado, went to Nevada, went to East Illinois, went to Montana, Florida. He's all over the U.S. Yeah, it's like a Johnny Cash song. I've been everywhere. Man. It is like that. Sing it for us. No, nah, I don't <laughs> Sing that. You're an actual Western cowboy. And I guess you could say that, yeah. <laughs> you literally were like, yeah, I ride my horse and herd cattle like yeah. for miles upon miles, leading them through the desert looking for watering holes. And I was like... That's the most, I don't think there's a better definition than the cowboy than that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. I mean, because 
being in the desert was, I mean, we were South Central Oregon, so it's just high desert, it's like 2,000, 4,000 feet elevation. So they'll have, you know, 30 below zero in the wintertime and a bunch of snow, and then they'll turn around and be 100 degrees, 105 in the summer. And Ooh. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun because it was all Bureau Land Management Ground, BLM Ground. Um, and <laughs> Black, Black Lives Matter Ground? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, I didn't know they owned property up there. <laughs> yeah. They got a lot of property around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they're protesting us for. Yeah, no kidding. They wanted their land back. Uh, they showed up in Oregon when I was in Oregon working out there. They showed up and in the middle of the Where? desert. Where? In the high desert? <laughs> no, they showed, they showed up in Klamath Falls. <laughs> Do you carry a gun at all when you're out on the horses? Uh, no, not really. Really? Um, cause carrying a gun, like that's kind of a, I don't know. It's, it could be a catch 22. So mm. you can get yourself, you can accidentally shoot yourself. You can shoot your what? horse. <laughs> uh, how, how would you accidentally shoot yourself? If you get, we call it getting in a wreck. Um, so like if you have something roped or your horse starts oh, bucket or something and your gun flies off and hits the ground, there's it, the bullets can bounce off anything or they could just come straight at you and punch a hole in you. Um, or, uh, like if something happens, you could potentially shoot your horse. And if you're, you know, if you're five miles out in the middle of nowhere, it's going to be a long walk back with your, with a 40 pound saddle and 40 pound saddle and a dead horse laying out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You gotta cut it open and sleep in it like star Wars. Yeah. No, I've seen better call. Saul. you don't want to be stuck in the desert. No, nah. it's not good. Yeah, and I mean, it is like a, it was a nice <laughs> desert. It, it's like a nice desert. It's not like freaking Las Vegas where it's just miserable. I mean, it was it was fun. What's the definition of a nice desert? We, I, I haven't been trees. to a desert. We, so. had, we had juniper trees, which, I mean, they're these really nasty trees that have ticks, and then you get ticks down your shirt and ticks in other places, and you don't really want ticks in other places. Oh, I hate ticks, dude. And uh, <laughs> so the ticks in all these places. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, crawl to your it's, nuts, it's dude, because like, it's warm. Yeah. 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 Wait, wait, when did you get ticks? Um, Mount Diablo. <laughs> on your nutsack. You've had no, that happen too? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trevor got ticks on those nutsacks. But that's like yeah. the number one area where people get them is their like nuts and oh, armpits because they God. crawl to warm, moist places. I'll take the armpit. Yeah. So I had one like stuck out of my like chest and it was like flailing, flailing around like a little spider Yeah, coming out of me. They suck. How'd you get them out of your balls? Well, I didn't have one on my um, balls. Um, I was had it on your pecker. Yeah, it was hanging off the end of my pecker. What? Whoa! Yeah. And, oh uh, my God! What how'd did you, you get do? that out? It's like leeches. You take like a barbecue lighter and you. What? You torch your own penis? <laughs> Gotta be tough. Life's hard, and then you die. <laughs> it's like, is it medium rare yet? Oh my no. God! <laughs> the old lady torched that sausage. No, I was I was single at that point in time, but I like get done at the end of the day. Good thing. Like I don't need yeah. it. Well, I got she done at the end of the day. Chopping off. It just burned at the end. <laughs> no. Yeah, shoot. I got done, and I was looked down, and I was like, oh, you ain't supposed to be there. And I was like, well, I got, and so you know, we had a lot of mosquitoes where I was at because we had some irrigated pasture, and uh, I mean, it was like, yeah. My little bunkhouse that I lived in was like right next to the pasture. So my kitchen table candle was a citronella candle. People yeah, are like, like, oh, you're not supposed mosquitoes. To. <clears throat> you're like, oh, you're not supposed to burn outside. Yeah, well, I'm still alive, so I'm fine. And so I just took my barbecue lighter and I was like, okay, buddy, you better get off or you're going to die. Really, you're going to die anyway. So, I'm so I just heated him up and he fell right off and then stepped on him and went about my evening. Did that hurt? I mean, it was a little hot, but I mean, it's all right. Life's hard. Oh, my die. God, bro. Did you go to the hospital after that? Nah. 
I feel like would there not? Am I crazy? Is there like a? If it burrow, leaves like a burrow, right? If they burrow into your skin, then you'll get like you have the potential to get Lyme disease. Like my boss <laughs> out there, his mom got Lyme disease when she was a kid, and she had struggled. She struggled with it for the past thirty years. Really? Yeah. It's, okay, it's what scary. is Lyme disease? I don't. I can't. I just know it comes from ticks. I don't know what. You like, don't want it. How do you struggle for thirty years? Like it just never goes away. Basically, yeah. I don't know much about it, but. There's real, I don't, as far as I know, there's no, the little it bit, sucks. That, the little bit I do know, there's no cure for it or, and the treatments are, they help, but. So if you're in a nice desert and you see those nice trees, stay away, d- from stay them. away from the nice trees. Cause those are, well, I'm, I'm learning how to survive. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm just learning. They're not even nice trees. They're called juniper trees and they got like these little purple berries on them. There's all sorts of juniper trees. And, uh, and like I got. Like me and a sixteen hundred pound bull were playing ring around the rosy around one of them. And oh, sixteen hundred pound what? Bull, bull, bull. Got the big old swinging. Like it was chasing you. No, I was chasing him because he didn't want to leave the shade tree, and I was like, "Buddy, you need to go over there, or we're gonna have a problem." And <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna rope him because he weighs he outweighs like a horse and a half. So you're gonna chase him and tackle him with your hands? No, I chased him around with a horse and got him out from under oh, the tree. Oh, okay. I thought so you were like on foot. I was like, "Dang, no, dude, no. that's." I mean, I've done that, but what? Yeah, no, I mean not with the bull, but like a yearling. So like, oh, okay, I don't yeah. know, only hmm. about eight hundred pounds. You just kind of yeah, you know, it'll just like kill a, you instantly. It's play like fun. the matador, and you stay next to a fence, and they come building to you, and you say, "Oh, son, I'm going over that fence. You're gonna keep going." Have you? Are you familiar with a man named Johnny Knoxville? Because I think you have a lot in common. <laughs> uh, funny things. So I was actually listening to another podcast, and well, that we'll that skip over that. Yeah, <laughs> that's getting edited out. Johnny Knoxville got put. Didn't he get like the last thing? Didn't he get put in the hospital or something because of a bull? Yeah, he so loves like, getting hit by bulls. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that sounds. Like yeah, I, I heard about that on another podcast that from a Western sports guy. Western sports guy. Yeah, he has all sorts of different people, like from the Western industry, and then all sorts of different industries to make like a uniform podcast, like you do. You guys got all sorts of people coming on, and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're bringing in, we're bringing in the cowboy. I mean, this is the this is the most Western <laughs> we have ever got. Sick. Oh, but besides you being here, thanks for ruining my moment of having the most Western episode of where Alec had me dress up as a cowboy <laughs> to give me a hatchet he made for me. Trevor, he tucks in his jeans and his boots. No, I don't. Oh, no, don't no, do I that. don't. No, Alec, Alec, Alec. You I had to, to tell me. you not to do it. I asked you before I got the boots. I was like, Alec, look at my boots. He goes, Do you tuck them in? I was like, I don't know how to wear them. And you go, Don't. Don't tuck them in. I was like, all right. And yeah. I, I never wore them tucked in. I just didn't know. So I clarified with Alec. Yeah. 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 I liked my version better. <laughs> if you saw me walking around the streets of Mon- the deserts of Montana with my pants tucked into my boots, what would, you, what would everyone think? Well, uh, you could kind of tell where somebody's from by like the way they dress. So they wouldn't rest, really look at their boots. They'd just see a long haired fella. <laughs> With some fancy jeans on, and they would they would know they would, I'm not would, from Montana. You know, they just kind of keep. They would start looking at your head, and they kind of go down. They look at your shirt, and they're like, mm, okay. why, "Why does this cowboy have a meal prep yeah. container in his hand? <laughs> He's got a fanny pack on." Yeah, if you were wearing a fanny pack, they'd be like, "Oh man, what's this guy doing up here? Is he lost or something? You need Sh- shaved arms or legs? They don't oh, like that." Yeah. No, no, no. You do not shave. I mean, look at me. I look like a half silverback gorilla. <laughs> 
Like a go back to where you came from, boy. With your, with your gator skin boots and your slick back hair. Hey, you can ride out of here peacefully, or we could take you out of town. <laughs> I'm like, I can quick draw any of you guns right now. Never drink with your shooting hand, Trevor. Hey, good thing you're left-handed, because that's... Is it the hat you have on? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like this hat, Trevor? Oh, yeah. Is that? That's sick. Is that? Never supposed to drink with your shooting hand. That's right. And don't shoot with your drinking hand. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, Trevor, also, we know you've told us that you are going, you went to auctioneering school. Mm-hmm. And so are you trying to do that like part-time as like a fun career thing or just? Yeah, just for fun, really, and <laughs> kind of make some side money. I mean, when I get bored, I get bored really easy. Like when Corona hit, I got stir crazy. I think I lasted four days total sitting around. Before waiting for my college to figure out what they're going to do with the online classes. And then I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to work. So I'd go drive an hour to work on a ranch. I'd leave at like 4.30 in the morning, get to work by 5.30. And then I'd work until, you know, 8, 9 o'clock that night, drive an hour back to my house, sleep for a few hours, maybe do some schoolwork if they had sent us any, and then go back to work the next morning. And so I'd do the auctioneering more so for fun. Um, so give us a little auctioneering, a little little demo. Wait, 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 wait. we got to figure out something he's going to auction off. And he, to clarify, he, he, are you going to the school to be the dude up there actually auctioning things off? Yeah, so I did the auctioneering, call, Western College auctioneering this past summer. And so they'll teach you anything from selling antiques to selling cars to selling real estate to livestock to heavy equipment i mean you name it what about brock <laughs> he can yeah. feedable and breedable he's got some muscles on him can yeah. you uh, use him he, he can plow your fields and plow you in the bed <laughs> oh, yeah. plow your your fields and plow your heifers yeah. Yeah. spread your seed we'd, we'd be, yeah we'd be selling you as like a, if you had like a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I being sold as? If you, if you were if if you were a bull going through a sale, you probably got a you're probably half lame or you got a like you got a busted leg or you got a broken pecker. So I'm like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got a big old or well shoot. They so the livestock auction they actually have like a monitor and it when they run a, through the ring, the show yeah. ring that ha, it shoots out a weight onto the monitor. So like sixteen eighty or whatever would be like a standard bull weight. 1600 pounds that's about what brock weighs oh yeah totally what are you like 200 210 230 230 okay not bad uh i'm used to looking at cattle not people all day so yeah <laughs> you're like i only find cows attractive now no. <laughs> i spend all my no. days with the cows with the herd no. i'm a part of the herd now oh no we're not al-qaeda we don't tuck in sheep in our boots or <laughs> <laughs> so give us a little demo of uh, how you would sell brock Okay, Brock. Um, so we're gonna call Brock a uh, bull, just a just a bull herd bull. <laughs> I, I I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment, but I'll take it because that's the nicest thing someone has ever said to me. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot. Okay, so you man, I got a seventy now. Seventy seventy five. They've been now five five. They've been now seventy five. Wrong bit. Oh, one hundred. <laughs> seventy five. I was on seventy five. Eighty. Okay, now well you don't you just raise your hand. Oh. Okay. 
But the, our audio listeners can't see that. <laughs> well, well they'll, you'll, they'll hear. Okay. Uh, I'll just hit my mic. And I'm going to 75 little bit now. 75. Okay. 80 little bit now. 85. 85. I just said 90. 95. So, $85 bid. That was amazing. Number 35, truck 16. You're taking home this bull tonight. He might have to get put down <laughs> sell off. it's called the sell offs that worthless starbucks cup there be like okay well you got we're going in intervals five it's going up now oh okay come on so we got then 10 10 15 15 15 and 20 25 25 Mr. Kyle again. Dang, Kyle, you got the money. That is one expensive Starbucks cup. That is. That was good, Trevor. That sounded like a legit auctioneer right there. Than me, that was like a total train wreck there. To be honest, that was that was amazing, man. That was sick. I want to bring you around everywhere it goes. I can just auction off. Trevor, auction that off. Auction that off. Just barter with people. Oh, man. <laughs> you walk into a thrift store and just bring Trevor. <laughs> oh, my God. That is sick, Pawn dude. shop. So, do they, like, is there, like, are there classes? Well, it's obvious questions, yes. But, like, how do they, like, structure, like, what you're saying? Is there a structure to it at all? Or? So, there's a rhythm, that, like, to keep your rhythm, um... You use some guys would use what's called a metronome. The musicians use mm-hmm. them, and it goes in beeps. So, like some auctioneers are saying 170 words a minute, roughly. And then, Dang. what's your average word per minute? About 140, 135. What words are even being said in between the 50? And I'm sorry, like what are those words that are in between? Those are called filler words. So, what they'll be saying if you were to slow some, it, it's called their chant, is what it's called. To be technical, um, but their filler word chant is: uh, if you were to slow them down, like mine slowed down when the bids aren't rolling in as fast. Because if your bids are coming in really fast, you don't add filler words; you just get the job done. So that's how you sell livestock. But if you're selling like, uh, I don't know, uh, collectible cars or something like a old Corvette or whatever, or antique barns or auction houses are really popular on the East Coast. So they might be selling, you know, like a. I don't know, a $6,000 freaking antique couch or something like that. Um, but it just kind of depends on what they're selling. It can be anything from, uh, it'd be like 15, better, $15 better now, better now, better now, 15, better now, better now, better now, better now, better now. Or, uh, some guys are like, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. So dig it, 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 dig it. And uh, I like bitter now a lot. That yeah. that that sounds pretty good. Bitter now, bitter now, bitter now, bitter now. Yeah, bitter now, bitter yeah. Now. yeah. And so some guy, it just kind of depends. It's personal preference on what rolls off the tongue easier. I want to be an auctioneer now. Bitter now, bitter now, bitter now, bitter now, twenty, bitter now, bitter now, bitter now. 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 Twenty, bitter now, for now, bitter now, bitter now. Twenty, bitter 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 now,
I, I just imagine that you like click to enter it and it's like the history of auctioneers began in 1741 and <laughs> yeah, like, they kind of give you a history at the auctioneer school so they'll teach you yeah, anything like, from like the history of auctioneering in society for as far back in history as they can trace it all the way to like the legality and the licensing because uh, same thing as like brands and whatnot most of the western u.s you don't need a license to auctioneer in like california and then go to nevada and sell an auction whereas like if you're on the east coast you might need a license for pennsylvania but then you might go you know you might head west and go out to kentucky or whatever direction out is south or something so you might go to kentucky and you're going to need a totally different license for that state really you need to get yeah. a license to become to do an auction like that uh not here so like if i were to go do one in colorado or here or Montana, you're fine you're fine. fine you don't, there's not like a universal license you right. get or degree no you just get your certificate when you graduate to auctioneer college and um hmm. you you want to try and carry insurance um because, or what? So You're gonna like, kill a person me, with your words? Mess up? <laughs> yeah, like if you, I don't know. There's certain. It's more so like the high end, like when you're selling real estate, and the high end sales, like the really expensive stuff where people are spending millions and millions of dollars. Um, whereas what? like a, whereas like a livestock yard, you know, it's not as bad because they hire you as what's called like a contract auctioneer, basically. So you come in in a sale yard. Like I went to one sale yard in Western Montana, and they sold on i believe i was there on like a tuesday i think and then there's other sale yards that sell on different days and so you might be in one sale yard one day drive 200 miles to the next sale yard another day and you contract out but you carry insurance in case something like happens and stuff doesn't sell right or people say hey you sold my stuff for too cheap type of deal and you were at fault or whatever i mean there's a lot of huh. legal stuff that goes on behind how it. long does like one like if you're buying a like property for like millions how long does that auction go on for like how how many better nows are you just saying in that auction like i can't i can just imagine like if it's going for a couple mil i imagine it's going up like by five dollars at a time dude yeah. that's gonna take a while <laughs> one mil six hundred fifty five thousand five hundred and forty five yeah they so they to answer your question there they everything has an appraised value of what it should bring before the auction so when like when they're selling cattle for example you don't just get up there and start rambling uh and doing the cattle rattle is what they call it you don't just get up there and start rattle. Cattle rattle. Yeah. I like that. Um, so you don't get up there and just start rolling your, making your lips move, basically. Uh, you'll kind of have, so you'll look at the market that morning and say, okay, you know, like a her herd bull that came up sterile, like what I sold Brock for. You know, he might. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so he might. The angry itch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so something like that might be selling for, you know, I don't know, probably 65 cents a pound or something like that whereas then like if you're selling maybe a 650 pound wean calf that might be going for like 75 cents average and so you'll start out at like 70 cents on that calf and all the buyers will start rolling and then you'll keep going and just oh so there. they bid on how much they're paying per pound yeah, not like not if like the cow like appraised value in total is like Right. $1,200. You're not going $1,200 and then going up from there. You're going right. based off of value, the, off the market value, the cent to per, give the seller, the, the best. cent per pound. Dang. So you have to do like the research on the market and everything. Before. Yeah. So like, uh, if you're selling a piece of property, you would ahead of time, you would say, okay, this property is, you know, three acres. It's got a 
3,100 square foot house and a two car garage and a swimming pool in the backyard. And it's in a good sub good area and low crime rate, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And it appraises out at, you know, $2 million. So you might mm-hmm. start at like 1.9 or something and see if you get any takers. If you don't get any takers, you bump it back to like 1.8. And then hopefully you get some takers and then you might go in like $25,000 intervals. And really? So how would you say like 1,800,000, like 75? Mm. <clears throat> I don't know, honestly, how you would do that. Yeah. that's kind of, like, I don't really have the, I don't mean, at least I yeah, don't. You're, you're not selling $2 million cows. You're being contracted yeah. out for yeah. I mean, a million dollar cows. Yeah, I mean, if I if I could learn how to do real estate auctions, like, that'd be cool. But, I mean, do I want to do it? Mm, I mean, if the, ch- if, the op- if the opportunity arose, yeah, I'd sure I'd do it. I'd do anything, but. I love that. Yeah, we're good. I love that. Um we still auction stuff off in this way. Like we don't just have like buzzers where people can just like press numbers on like a keypad for how much they want to bid. They, they do that. Oh, they do. Yeah, okay. they do that quite a bit. It's actually becoming more popular, um, especially with like equipment auctions, livestock auctions and whatnot. So the death of the auctioneer is, is coming, huh? No, no, you, you know, they still have auctioneers. I feel like it puts oh. pressure on people, though, when that guy's talking so fast. Like, you probably get more money it, with an auctioneer. It, it's like the same thing as, like, having that umpire in baseball. It's like, you they have the whole technology to get rid of them, but it takes away that feel of the game. So you still need that yeah, that live stuff. person yeah, yeah. in there directing traffic. Yeah, so, like, fundraisers, for example, you know, that auctioneer, they'll get real excited so if you're selling you know a trip to hawaii or two plane tickets to hawaii and a five nights in a hotel resort there on the big island or something you know and that auction will start going he'll start he'll start bidding off you know and then hey hey, hey, and then you got your ring men the guys out there going yep 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 um Yep. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) yeah buddy listen i've seen a lot of storage wars i know how it goes yeah yep yep hey that's pretty good i I just i'm gonna clip that just you guys need to travel around the country and work as a team i'm not gonna lie that was a pretty good imitation because the different tones they do actually mean different things so like if he's going really if he's going like a yip for one one bidder and then he's going like a different tone like instead of going yip he's going yep or something like longer like a longer interval um that's a whole different bidder there so he's he they there's a college for ring manning it's and there's actually what i was gonna say hey trevor you can hire us as your ringman and we can go out there us four can tackle the world of western auctioneering yeah yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot more to it than i could ever imagine but a lot to learn (laughs) 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 excuse getting higher and higher (laughs) They're like, who are these guys? <laughs> Trevor's right here. Better now, better now. <laughs> we got Ky- we got Kyle over there. Sound like a squawking bird. He sounds, he sounds like the damn swallows in the hay barn at the ranch. They're over there, freaking cackling. We got freaking birds that live in the walls of one barn at one of the ranches. My boss has, and I like look over, and I was like, why is all this noise coming from this barn and from this one wall? And I look over, and there's a freaking hole in like the old board, and like you stick your hand in there, and there's a freaking bird nest in there with a bunch of little little bastards going making a bunch of noise. It's you like, put a flamethrower in there, and just no, I'd burn, light them up. I would burn the barn down. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Let me ask you really quick. How do you feel about silent auctions? I don't know. I mean, silent auctions aren't normally your big ticket items. Just from what I've observed, mm. that's not. All disclaimer uh, to anyone that's listening. Uh, Western College of Auctioneering provided information for me to learn. Do not hold anything against them. If I misspoke any information, I am not a professional. I do not do this for a living. Just, I am glad we got that disclaimer. Just, a, just our, a disclaimer, because like, I don't know what sort of listeners you have. I mean, I we have a big Western audience. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> actually, sorry, we have a big auctioneering oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. listener base. Yeah. So anything I say, guys, for the most part, it's truthful. Or for, I mean, I believe it's truthful. I just. Not a teacher, hey, so I don't hey, recite. It's okay. Everything right. we say on here, we believe our opinions, so it's fine. Yeah. They said well, six those, times eight was like thirty-two <laughs> last week. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, I forgot to. Um, <laughs> uh, we forgot to talk about that um, earlier when I was uh, testing Kyle on his math skills. <laughs> I said like, "What's seven times nine? And Kyle said the wrong number. And I look at him and said, yep, you're right. Yep. And we, <laughs> yep. And we totally went on our way with the whole episode, not even addressing that we totally messed up um, our math. I guess I kind of proved our point that we didn't know our time tables. Anyways, yeah. I thought that was funny that we, uh, yeah, we don't know our time tables. <laughs> You know, that's, that's we, <laughs> we're still in college. Trevor graduated. We know that nine times seven is 41. Come on. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, no, uh, 63. I like to correct Sorry. the record. I, I don't even know if those are the two numbers. 63 is right. It was I somewhere think. in that ballpark. Because eight times seven is 56. Seven times seven is 49. Okay, stop doing this because you're going to mess up again. And I'm going to agree. Eight times eight is 64. <laughs> stop, dude. We're not doing four times four is 16. <laughs> We're not messing up. What's on nine that. plus 10? <laughs> What's negative 300 divided by 472? Oh, that's the easiest one out of them all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate that that's our new thing, though. Yep. Auctioneering job, dude. Oh, boy. That's right. Oh, oh. good oh, cracking no. that open. That you got a bit of a squirter there. <laughs> oh, boy. So oh up in Montana, man. what's the drink of choice up there? Everyone drinking Coors and Bud Light? Uh, we don't really drink Bud Light. That's kind of like piss water. Um, I, I totally agree with that. Like, Civilized, it's like, dude. It's like drinking Keystone. No offense. I mean, I know Keystone and Coors. I'm pretty sure they're both the same company, but I just like, I'm more of a Coors and a Bush Light guy. Bush Light, I can't okay. find it here. It's a bit of a predicament. Like, not going to lie. It's kind of like a Midwest thing. It's actually, yeah, it's a li these liberals out here in California, we don't, we yeah, don't, they don't drink bush. They're drinking your micro brews and your IPAs. IPAs and stuff. Dude, yeah. I, okay, I'm not going to lie. I hate IPAs and I yeah. hate how popular IPAs are in this yeah, area. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get off on those. Like, I'm just, man, it's not really my style, but up there it's more so like, I mean, Montana's the fourth drunkest or sixth drunkest state in the nation. Um, like What's number one? North Dakota. That makes sense. They're sad up there. They have to do. Like they, I forget. I this was. I found that out like two years ago. Um, so the statistics may have changed. But I mean, if you think about it, like the northern U.S., there really isn't much to do in the in the in make the moonshine. Time. Yeah, no, we make meth in Montana. That's oh. <laughs> dude. That's Yellowstone, man. Yeah, that's straight up Yellowstone making meth and. <laughs> drinking bush <laughs> i do not participate in the meth making um i just transport it <laughs> no, 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 you no. participate in the bush drinking <laughs> oh yes we drink a lot of bush light a lot of covers light uh pendleton whiskey 
best whiskey there. Pendleton whiskey. Oh yeah. What uh, I've never heard of that. It's uh, like a Canadian type whiskey named after Pendleton, Oregon. Where do you hmm. find that at? Liquor Oregon store. liquor store. It's not real common out here. Okay. All right. It's a Midwest thing. It's like everywhere but California. Really? Yeah. I found it in Washington, Oregon, uh, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, uh, Colorado. Pretty sure I found it in Nevada pretty easily. Um, what What is your non-beer? What is your cocktail drink of, of choice? Probably a martini because that's what my grand Ooh, my grandmother heck yeah my grandmother had us started on those when we were a kid like what? when you were like five or well we started on wine when we were that old um <laughs> white dog Wait. it's like Grand- medieval times over there over for Christmas and you're like eight and your grandma's like here children here's some martinis no we just steal our drink from our parents would they'd be like looking huh? away and we just like steal over take a drink and oh man this is good what yeah, dang so, I was so exact like, opposite I was like. <laughs> Give me some grape juice. Yeah. I'm still like that. I'm like, I'm like, do you guys have Trulies or else I'm not going to have anything? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your opinion on like hard seltzers? Like Trulies, White Claws. Is that like a go-to thing or do lots of people like that? I uh, mm, I don't know. Kind of depends. Like Bozeman, where I went to college at, at Montana State, that was like the White Claw drinking, number one White Claw drinking hotspot in the nation at one point. When I was in college. What? Yeah. Like on a per capita consumption, they drank a lot of white claws. There's a lot. Well, that makes but sense because there's, there's a lot, lot of white girls. There's a, Yes, very white. Blonde hair, blue eyes. You can't tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you could line up 10 of them the only way. You can't. You want to. You're going to like, you could tell them apart with like their hair length and that's about it. Or like, it's like if they're curly cattle, hair, dude. That's about it. You could do it's like a cattle auction you up in here. Like ten of them in a lineup. Ten of them in a lineup facing away from you, and you can just look at their hair, and that's the only way you're gonna tell them apart because they all look the same. Dang. Do you like uh, white claws or hard seltzers? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll drink them just to kind of mix it up every now and then. Because if you're drinking Coors Light all the time, it's kind of like drinking. You get used to it. It's like drinking water. You're like, oh man, I'm like a few deep and I'm like, man, this is kind of boring. Let's mix her up a little. I mean, get drink something different, get a little different flavor. It's kind of like drinking pop. Like I don't drink pop that often. So, I mean. Pop? So, soda. He's from the like, 1850s. Remember that, Kyle? Pop is a common term. Now known as soda. <laughs> soda. <laughs> <laughs> it got an sarsaparilla. That's back. You drink pop that still has cocaine in it, though, right? No, no I do not partake in any drugs at all, dude. Okay, I I like hard seltzers. I like beer. I like I like all kinds of different drinks. But I had one recently that kind of blew my mind. High Noon Hard Seltzer. I, my old lady drinks those. She seems to like them pretty good. Those are good. High Noon isn't High Noon. Um, is it an IPA or what? Is you said hard seltzer? Yeah, it's like it, it's a hard seltzer that's like amazing. I've been I've been hearing a lot about it, but I haven't like tried it at all. They're pretty expensive, but worth it. I'm telling you. Next time we come on the pod, we got to have some of those because okay. those bad boys are good. The other night I had a couple of those, and man, it's, what flavor? it's delightful. Uh, black cherry and grapefruit, dude. Can you compare it to another drink? It's like a hard seltzer, but um. With more a fruity, b- more flavor, yeah, because oh. yeah. they use real fruit juice in them. Huh. Okay, so yeah. is it more like a cider almost? Mm-hmm. It it almost tastes more like they're trying to go for a mixed drink, um, like yeah. a cranberry vodka almost. Yeah, just with carbonation. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good though. Huh. 
So, Trevor, when you're up in Colorado for like months at a time, mm-hmm. you said because we were talking to you and you said like the store is like 30, 40 minutes away, something like that. So what do you eat like on a daily basis up there? Oh, it kind of depends what you can. Coyotes. And coyotes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Roadkill. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are funny. It's like, it's like school all over again when we used to sit at lunch and just be talking about random stuff. Like, I don't honestly, not going to lie, I don't remember about half the crap we used to talk about in high school. But I remember we used to just have a ball talking about the stupidest crap in life sometimes. Like whether we were all hopped up on sugar from the <laughs> snack shack. You guys were. I, I would eat a pops heart and get um uh the sour watermelon thing every day. Every day. Yeah. It's just a dollar a piece. Dude, I would eat two Swiss rolls and like a Coke every yeah. day at lunch, and I'm like, nutrition, health. Yeah. Dude, I was just so fat. I remember like looking at that and being like, I can't. I, like, every part about me wants to eat those candies, but I was like, I'm already too fat. Okay, one thing I do want to say about that that I talked to you guys about earlier is, like, you guys in previous episodes have mentioned, like, Fat Little Brock and Fat Little Kyle. And, you know, when we were kids, we didn't really look at each other that way, I don't feel like. Like, I didn't look at you guys and be like, oh, they're fat. I just looked at you and said, oh, they're my friends. But then, like... I said they're like, fat. Like, people, people think, <laughs> people think like, the, like, cowboys and farmers are all these racist assholes just running around chasing people. Or not chasing people, running around calling everyone, like the hard R like oh these stupid MRFers and this and that and they think we're all these racist assholes but like I've met more people more farmers and ranchers that are more polite and well spoken than like anyone else like when it comes to meeting like some random person on the street like they'll be in a bar and they'll look over and they'll see like some touristy person from you know I don't know California or something if you're in Colorado or Wyoming or whatever and they'll look over and they'll see some touristy person that's like some long-haired hippie fella. And they'll hey. look over, hey, how's your day going? And they'll have a fully normal conversation with them. And, like, so people have that big misconception, like, just on a rabbit trail off of kind of what you guys were saying, how you don't really got to judge a book by its cover most of the time in life. Like, for the most of the part, if you judge a book by a cover, you're wrong. That is incredibly wise words. It's so true, though, because I at my job, I get a lot of people that are farmers and yeah. and stuff like that. And there's some of the nicest people oh, yeah. you'll ever meet. And they don't care about like, you know, they don't they don't care. No, you know, they're like they're doing their job. You're doing your job. And that's all that matters. You know, we are raising awareness for cowboy rights. That's right, dude. Cowboy awareness. month. <laughs> Is yeah. now Western way, of, Western way of life awareness. <laughs> I know. I think this is good. It's a different perspective, you know. Yeah, I, think I know a, it is true. A lot of our listeners probably, you know, have uh, aren't very familiar with you know yeah. a Western man like this, and so they they think all people from the country are, are racist, and it's just not yeah. true. They think we're like a bunch of dumb rednecks running around trying to slit each other's throats and saying, "Oh, we need to bring back slavery." Like, fun fact: slavery was brought to this country, and then like the Democrats like also started the Ku Klux Klan, so. I mean, like, even though there there are liberal and leftist farmers and ranchers, believe it or not, even though they're self-employed, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, honestly, just saying that. Um, but in the, at the end of the day, like, you're all going to be friends. Like, I know guys that are buddies of mine that date 
girls that are Democrats and Democrat guys that date Republican girls. And at the end of the day, we're all friends. They just put their differences aside. Put, they just yeah, live exactly. They just live life and they're like, hey, your opinion is your opinion and it's different yeah. than my opinion, but we're both human. Well, that's what makes people different. Is yeah. you have, if everyone has the same opinion, then you're life all the same. boring. Exactly. So if you can accept that people have different opinions than you, then like, if you can accept that, then you can get along with almost everyone. Exactly. I yeah. feel like, a, like denser the population, like the more like people just don't talk to to they don't talk to random people, you know, like, uh, once you like start getting out there, like in the, in the rural areas, like you actually start talking to people a little bit more because I don't see someone for 500 miles. (laughs) You're riding horseback. The first face you see, it's been three months and you're like, ah, friendly face. First person on the Oregon trail I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're the first person we've had on here. That's, Really, I mean, I know you're from this area originally, but like, I mean, you you were living a totally different way of life than all of us, and so it's it's a different perspective. It's a different perspective, and it's a I don't know. It's it's interesting to hear what you do and you know the the cowboy life, what the modern day cowboy is like. Yeah, yeah, but and like back to what Alec was saying. So like, are uh, like what uh the modern. I guess, I don't know, the modern cowboy, I guess. You kind of have to be like a jack-of-all-trades and take care of yourself at the same time. So you can't just, like, go get plastered the night, every night at the bar, and then wake up the next morning hungover, scrounge scrounge up some breakfast, and go off to your work. Because most of the time, you're going to get fired. And you're running your own business a lot of times, right? Like, as a like a rancher i guess when you own your own operation but like you're doing a lot of stuff yeah like i personally don't have any cattle right now um like when i was in college i did a little bit of everything like i'd ride problem horses for people like they say oh this horse hasn't been rode in six months we don't know what he's gonna do for all we know he can blow in half and buck you off or people tell me hey this horse bucks or whatever i do that for side money or i mm-hmm. shoe horses for side money uh, which was terrible because you got someone's freaking rocket donkey that they think's just like the greatest thing in the world and honestly i turned into dog food uh, <laughs> rocket donkey is now yeah. my Sick. well you got kicked in the face by a horse like no yeah that was recently my, no i didn't get kicked in the face the horse head butted me and he won oh uh, okay not gonna i gotcha. lie. and yeah so that was my boss's horses i was um tra- like riding a horse for my boss uh, he's like four years old um and he just bought him and my boss had his knee messed up earlier this winter so i've been just been riding for the last three months or so and i had to go out in a pasture and catch him and he was with like a bunch of other ranch horses well they have one horse that's kind of like can't really see that well out of his right eye and i found this out after the fact and he had his head down in a bucket of grain that i used to catch the three-year-old because he just needs to learn that you shake a bucket of grain they come running yeah and uh i went down to pick up that bucket and i had the three-year-old haltered up and i was leading him out and I go down to pick up that bucket of grain and that horse reefed back and whipped his head up and just shit whipped the hell out of the left side of my face and like gave me a halfway black eye basically. And then that was about, oh, that was probably 10 days before Easter. And so what are we like? Week and a Dang, half. so you're We're still like 13 days after yeah. this, the well, sun it, has risen. Well, it, it ruptured all the blood vessels between like the pupil and the, and the nose kind of so like the inside half of my eye i guess you could say it yeah, your eye is still pretty red yeah it ruptured the blood vessels in there with the bruising and whatnot so i got some i had to go to the urgent care the other night and get some ointment whatever and they're like oh yeah just put this in there and find them like, okay. you put some ointment on your eye yeah you pull out your eyelid and then you like drop this stuff in there and then you shut your eyelid blink a few times roll your eye around and color good and you gotta do that like every four I, hours eye drops go 
different, oh, different oh. than eye drops, but oh. it's like a it's, it's eye like, drops are not ointment. Like cream? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> You're just like it's like Vaseline <laughs> in a super super tiny tube. Uh huh. It's like Vaseline almost is what it looks like. That's what. Dang, it's that's yeah. wild. But like, yeah. So the modern cowboy, you encounter a lot of things. You got to take care of yourself. So like a normal breakfast might be like a, I don't know, like a quick like protein shake that you get at Costco. And mm-hmm. maybe premier maybe, protein, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah Heck those yeah. things. And uh, I like, I kind of like the peach flavor one. I don't really like chocolate because it just comes on too strong and the vanilla is too boring. So like the peach flavor is like a happy medium. Way, that's fair enough. I don't even think yeah. I've had the peach flavor. It's, it's peach pretty, flavor. Yeah, so they go chocolate, vanilla, and then peach. No, they got a lot, dude. The banana yeah. one is never oh, get. I the, haven't seen that one. yet. That one's terrible. Really terrible. Do not get it. Oh man. Have you had like the banana laffy taffy? Yeah. Yeah, it's like liquefied that. Ooh, that don't taste right. No, it's, it's terrible. I mean, I like bananas, but I just don't like that. I agree, dude. Yeah. Don't. Um, um, yeah, so, I mean, your breakfast could be anything from eggs to a quick protein shake. Because, for example, like we, my boss was shipping cattle for most of last week. Like we had a day off for Easter, and then the day after was kind of getting ready for the Monday after was kind of getting ready for shipping all these cattle. And then we went on like a six day marathon. So you'd be up at three o'clock in the morning, feed horses, bring some horses in. And then you'd be on your horse at, by five and you'd be gathering cattle in the dark and putting them on big rigs by six o'clock. And so you might just, you might not even eat breakfast. Like honestly, 90% of the time I don't even eat breakfast. Like I'll roll in for lunch and at lunchtime you just kind of, you, you either take a nap or make yourself some eggs or something or scrounge up whatever you got. Honestly, uh, is kind of what I do, but also my nutrition's not the best. So <laughs> just, just out of curiosity and obviously you don't, I don't want you to share any like pay info, but do you get paid by the hour or are you salaried? Uh, I am salaried, but my okay. boss does a very good job at uh, structuring our schedule. So I work Monday through Friday every day from most days it's 7am to 5pm. And then Saturdays we try and stop by noon, but I mean, stuff happens. Uh, fences get broke. Uh, wells need to get turned on turned off sometimes uh that sort of stuff or you got cattle trucks coming late or i mean there's there's exceptions but for the most part we're done by noon on saturday a couple questions sunday off do you ever wear a cowboy hat yeah i mm, i wear a lot of figuratively speaking i wear a lot of different hats i could be a mechanic a fabricator a cowboy a fence builder but like day to day, like do you wear like the trucker hat that you like you have, or do you? Uh, uh, I wear a walk hat most of the time because cowboy hats are rather expensive, and you get them dirty pretty quick. You get them pretty. So if you spend five hundred dollars on a hat, you know you're not going to want to wreck that hat. Like I have some, like both for dressing have, up. See, so the rule of thumb is you wear felt cowboy hats from Memorial Day, or from Labor Day weekend in September through Memorial Day weekend in May, and then from May to September you wear a straw hat. So you wear felts from September to May, and then from May to September, you wear a straw. Really? Why is that? It's just, that's just the rule of thumb that cowboys follow. Some huh. guys wear felts year-round. I can't, honestly, because I don't like the heat. I'd rather take 40 below zero and blowing snow over, like, 105. So I don't like to be hot. And I I wear a ball cap most of the time because, like, this thing, I've ran it through the washer probably twice. Yeah, I, can, I can see the sweat all, stain. It don't look like it's stain. been through the washer twice. <laughs> looks yeah. like it's been through hell twice. <laughs> it has been. I've seen enough deserts, man. Enough <laughs> yeah. tick dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tick dick. No, I got one hat. Still, I never want to hear you say that again. Good yeah. God. Tick dick. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Okay, uh, another question. Yeah. Is okay. Do you ever see like any bodybuilding like gyms? Are gyms popular out in in the Midwest? Uh, like, I've never. So the Midwest, 
just to clarify, is like kind of the east side of like North Dakota, South Montana, Kansas. Montana is not the Midwest. Okay, what's that considered? That's just like the Rockies mountain region. Okay, so in the Rockies, do you ever see any like really big gyms or I know like college campuses probably have like your college. I imagine all the sports teams and stuff. They have gyms, but besides like college campuses, are gyms a popular thing? Depends on where you're at. So like Bozeman is a lot of trust fund babies. And then like you have your construction workers and whatnot and a lot of tourists. And so your population fluctuates like between hotels and residents and whatnot. Like your, the people, the amount of people in the city fluctuates quite a bit. Um, between college kids, tourists, residents, you know, whatever. Um, so there are gyms in Bozeman, and there's a handful of them. And they have, huh. I know friends that would go to them. Like, I just went to the college gym in school, like, because it was convenient. It was, yeah. like, I don't know, I think it was something cheap, like $5 a semester to rent a locker and have access to the showers and whatnot. And so worked out. Hmm. That is it's just so interesting. I think we need to take a trip. I, I just think we just need to go to Montana. After the Tick Dick story, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> near that. I'm not leaving this room. I'm going to be dude. wearing a cup oh. through that whole excursion. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get to your hole. Don't worry. The ticks are everywhere. You guys got ticks around here. You just got to go find them. I'm out. Like you, you, you floated the McCallamy? Yeah. Oh, there's all, sorts, there's all sorts of ticks. What? Yeah, there's ticks all across the McCallamy. Like my grandpa, I remember when we were kids, he would tell us, oh, be careful when you go to the river. You don't want to get ticks. What? And, yeah. And Nobody told me this. You, you they probably put, just dissolved into you. Yeah. Like, Great. Like where we pump water out of the river for irrigation purposes and whatnot. Uh-huh. Like my grandpa's pumping station, he used to take us down there when we were kids because we just thought it was cool to just go see the river. <laughs> grandpa's pumping station. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Uh, so we'd go down there and, you know, just to see the river and be cool and whatnot. And he'd buy us our fishing license. And I believe when we were younger, the fishing licenses were free when you're a certain age. And then after a while, he started buying them for us from. Uh, so we were legal because right. we trying to be a law abiding citizen and pay for a game warden's salary, you know, so they could do good deeds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, we used to go down there, but he'd always tell us, oh, be careful for the ticks, be careful for the ticks, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, ticks are everywhere. It's just a matter of where you end up finding them or they find you. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think we got one story we can finish on. And that was what you shared with us yesterday was, um, where you're like, I'm out of contact most of the time and most of the places you're at. And you're like, so you're like, we were, so you send letters back and forth to your old lady mm-hmm. and you're like, and she would send letters back to you. You would drop them off at like the a world war two soldier and dude. you would, you would write up one of us, I don't know who it was. I think it was you, Kyle. Probably you. You're like, what do you do? Send nudes that way? And you were like, we literally print out pictures and send them. Like, I thought that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I, I don't partake. <laughs> she would do that. Uh, but to, to yes, to reinstate the question, yes, that does occur. Uh, but not it's not like every time. Like you send a letter, it'd be like once every now and then. So like one, I, you know, once a week, you would get a le- you get a letter once a week, right? Uh, about every other week. Every other it, week, it would take about five days for a letter to get from Colorado. The Pony Express man can only ride so fast yeah. going between Montana and Colorado. Yeah, well, like the since we're so far off the beaten path, it's got to go from like our ranch to the mail center in like the nearest town which is 30 minutes away <laughs> the mailman's like i oh, dang i have to deliver i have to drive an extra two hours to deliver this letter today yeah <laughs> he's got his little cart he's walking <laughs> all the way out there yeah and then it goes to a bigger town and then it goes to 
I think that's so funny. Like just the just the handwritten letters. Like yeah. I'm, I think we just need to like, normalize. Like we need to bring that back. Normalize nude <laughs> mail. That's a lid, dude. The, the ladies at Walgreens <laughs> that developed the, the <laughs> film would be freaking terrified. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, why is there such an influx of naked people?" In these <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's what that's what that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have an influx of people going to Walgreens and printing out their pictures yeah. and sending it. You know, get a postal stamp, slap that bad boy on, go to your local USPS and send that bad boy who, you know, whoever you want to see that. Well, I wouldn't even have to go to town because, like, I'll just buy stamps. And, uh, like, and since you're in a good part of the country where not a bunch of assholes go steal your mail, you just go and you flip the little red arm up on a mailbox. And then that means that the mailman knows there's something in there for him to pick up. And so he might be driving by, but he may not have any mail for your ranch, but he'll be like, oh, they got a red flag up on their mailbox. I got something I need to pick up there. So I just write my letter out the night before when I was doing my schoolwork because I was doing online classes for Montana State. And then I was doing the auctioneer classes online, too, before I had to go to the auctioneer college. And uh, so I just write my letters the night before. And then before work in the morning, I'd run down to the end of the driveway on the four wheeler, throw it in the mail, flip the flag up, run back, start work. And then, you know, about 10, 12 days later, I'd get him a letter back in the mail. Wait a second. I think we're breezing past what's happening here. So you don't have cell reception, so you have to send letters. Mm -hmm. But you have internet to do online auctioning, so couldn't you just FaceTime your girlfriend? The internet. Sorry, your old lady? Yeah. (laughs) It it was proper lingo, Kyle. (laughs) The internet was was really bizarre because my laptop would hook onto it without a problem, but my phone was very, very temperamental about that stuff. But I'm also very hard on phones. Like, I, my phone, like, I broke an OtterBox case. And that, I feel like that takes some serious effort. Yeah, that's like, and, that's a bomb proof, dude. Yeah. And, and I've gone through a lot of screen protectors. So I don't know if it's something to do with that or what. But the Wi Fi just reached just far enough to, like, my little bunkhouse camper trailer where I was living at. Uh, it reached just far enough for my laptop to hook on and my phone to hook on. But my phone was, like, very intermittent. Mm. So if I wanted to make, like, a Wi Fi call, I would have to walk into our shop which is a Quonset hut, which for anyone that doesn't know, it's a big steel half circle looking building. They use them a lot. World War II, Korea, military bases use them a lot for they're cheap. They're really fast to put up and they echo very, very loudly. <laughs> so, oh. so like Whoa. I, I, would, I would sometimes use the Wi-Fi calling on there. I'd use the Wi-Fi calling because our router was in our shop or I'd use the old rotary dial landline phone for anyone that doesn't know what a rotary dial is. Ask your grandparents. They will know. Or your parents. If your parents are old enough, they will know too. And you said it's a party line, right? Yeah, so it's a party line. So that means that there's multiple buildings on one line or your neighbors are on that line. In our case, it's a separate phone line from the neighbors. But my boss's house was on it. His mother-in-law's house was on it. Uh, the shop was on it. And I th- believe there was a f- phone in his son's house on the ranch. Operator, please dial my old missus. I have an important <laughs> message to give her. No. <laughs> no. Operator, operator, please let me throw to the missus immediately. Operator. Well, you, Babe Ruth has just struck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god, and I love dude, okay, not gonna lie, kind of like writing letters and not hearing back for like a whole week or two is kind of romantic. Like, am, cool. I, am I the only one that's kind of like Man. It's sick. I mean, like, you got to keep communication up somehow. Like communication, not gonna lie, is kind of a pain in the ass, Cause especially because we're so reliant as a society on Wi-Fi and and telephones and uh, landlines and that. And high tech audio equipment yeah. to record podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yep. no kidding. I'm staring into a microphone right now that like 
I mean, this is honestly like the fanciest damn thing I've seen in a hell of a long time, like for sound <laughs> equipment. Like, this is I've a never, mic, I've never Trevor. Seen, I've never seen like three microphones hooked up to one fancy board with like a bunch of different lights. It looks like yeah. I'm looking at a freaking rainbow right there. Yeah, you should see what this this thing does. I've oh, never man. heard that one before. There you go. Oh man, look at that son of a gun. <laughs> Ladies Look and gentlemen, we're fancy we some, in here, brother. We got brother. some fancy stuff going on here at BK Podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We do. Boys, clip these that. boys got it going on. <laughs> You're darn right. <laughs> All right, Trevor. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up today's epi- tonight's episode, I should say, of BK Podcast. Trevor, thank you so much. I'm glad you messaged us. Thank uh, you for teaching us about the ways of the West. I'm, I think this is our most informational episode we have ever put out. Uh, but no, seriously, Trevor, thank you for coming on the podcast and thanks for being a fan. Oh yeah. Oh, you got to send me your address to like your, uh, which address place after this, (laughs) the one in Colorado. I'm going to send you like a care package randomly. (laughs) Yeah. I'll text that to you. I'm Brock and mail you some nudes. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I will be petrified if you pull that. My dearest Trevor. Oh man, I would be petrified if you did that. I, I would not be able to look at you the same way. He did ever. say it was so romantic. Oh boy. This is getting I've excited. been fantasized. I watched Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, you, I, you need to cue the E Harmony song. Uh, what's the E Harmony scene song like? You don't have to be lonely at E Harmony. Farmers Only, dude. Farmers Only, yeah. That commercial that used to play when you were kids. Yeah, yeah. That? Farmers yeah. That's Only. What, that's what's com. playing in Brock's head right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to rope himself. <laughs> he's going to be choking. a farmer. He's, he's, I need a man that can do it, a jack of all trades, like you said. Yeah, he's going to be freaking roping his unit later. <laughs> it's on the jack. Spanking that monkey, dude. All right. All right. Trevor, do you know, can you take us out of the episode? For what? <laughs> say say the outro. The outro? Just say BK out. BK out. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Uh, we love you all for tuning in every week. Here's a little nugget for you. Nugget of gold. Anchor is fantastic. It's how we make this podcast. We're sponsored by them. You should go check them out. Their link is in our description. And uh, yeah, we love Anchor.